0: My guest today, Tyler Deaton, serves as Senior Advisor to the American Unity Fund and Co-Chair of the Fairness for All Coalition. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, a really critical bill in Congress that we've talked about on a number of occasions on this show, a bill addressing what is the number one religious liberty issue in America today, which is the conflict between religious freedom rights and the rights of the LGBT community. And can we somehow find a common ground in what is otherwise this culture war and kind of a zero-sum game? So, Tyler, I'm really happy to make your acquaintance and to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Yeah, I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me, Alan. You know, in talking, I see that we're on the same page, that we both think that it's not an either-or, an us-and-them, but kind of a both-and, that we need to protect the rights of everybody. We
1: need to, we have to. I think that fairness for all as a legislative proposal is the single best chance of advancing religious liberty in Congress anytime in the near future. And I think that it's equally true that it is the single best chance to get gay and trans people covered under federal law. You know, it is still legal in most of the country to evict someone out of their house or deny them a basic government service just because... They're gay or transgender. And that's what this is about. We're trying to cure that sort of unjust discrimination and at the same time advance religious liberty in our country. You know, it's something that um, we for a long time had a bipartisan agreement around religious freedom. And I think we're losing some of that. So one of our hopes here is to start to put back that bipartisan coalition of Democrats and Republicans, Democrats speaking more boldly in favor of religious liberty. And, of course, Republicans, hopefully speaking more boldly in favor of LGBT rights.
0: Well, I have so many thoughts running through my head as we're talking. Um, You know, so take a minute and give us a little more of a deep dive into what Fairness for All does in terms of protecting both sets of rights. Yeah.
1: So we have in our country, we have something called the U.S. Civil Rights Act. It was originally adopted um, in the 1960s. It had huge bipartisan support when it passed. The law has been revisited from time to time to expand protections that were originally there for race and color and national origin, to extend those protections to other groups of people like women, like the disabled. Um, It's been expanded to cover other areas of life, like higher education with the Title IX amendments to the Civil Rights Act. People have heard of Title IX. You know, that's that's one of the times we went back and said, OK, we need to add something to the U.S. civil rights. Act. And so we're saying the same thing, which is that it's been 50 years. We want to revisit it. We want to clarify what some of these protections should mean for gay and transgender people and for people of faith. And so whenever you look at that here in the year 2021, it's clarifying to see, you know, what are some of the protections that religious people still need and don't have. And the Fairness for All Act would be the biggest expansion of religious civil rights since either the original adoption of the Civil Rights Act or maybe since the passage of the Religious Freedom Restoration Act in the early 90s. But, you know, we're coming up on the 30 year anniversary of that. So this is an opportunity to systematically go through the Civil Rights Act, modernize it and update it to include the communities who have been left out and who we now see, you know, there's just overwhelming public support. That the civil rights law should protect minority religious points of view, whatever those may be, from any religion, by the way. This isn't just about protecting civil rights for evangelical Christians. This is about protecting civil rights for Muslims and Jews, people from other Christian denominations that aren't as big. um, And, of course, as we're talking about protecting gay and transgender people who, you know, number in the tens of millions.
0: You know, I'm curious. I know that there is opposition from both the left and the right for different reasons to this kind of measure. And I know that some of the opposition from the right is simply opposition to extending rights to the LGBT community. But I'm wondering you know, you mentioned protecting Muslims. There's been a lot of anti Muslim sentiment in this country in recent years, there's also been um, waves of anti Semitism. Uh, recently with the, the flare-up of violence in, uh, in Israel and, and Gaza. Uh, and I'm wondering, are you hearing from the right any of this, you know, no, we don't want to protect religious freedom for some of these minority groups?
1: No, we're not. You know, I've not heard that from any of our um, conservative detractors. But what I ask them, Alan, and it's a good question for you to ask them if you ever talk to them, is I do. how are they going to protect religious liberty? Where is their bill? You know, we have a bill that's now sponsored by a couple dozen members of the House of Representatives uh, on a signature piece of legislation that would protect minority religious views, practices, beliefs, institutions, school, charities, all the way down to the individual level. You know, we have a bill that would make it such that employers in our country have to respect the fact that some people in different religions don't go to church on Sunday. Right. Like we have a bill that would make sure that if all you need is a scheduling request that has no burden, it causes no problem whatsoever, that if you are Muslim and you go to your mosque, the prayers on Friday, or if you're an Orthodox Jew or you're an Adventist and you go to you know your church or your synagogue on Saturday, your employer is going to have to respect you if we pass this law. And that's at the core of this, Alan, is that as a gay man myself, I know what unjust discrimination looks like. And I think that religious minorities and LGBT people have more in common than we sometimes want to admit. (laughs) Or sometimes, you know, like maybe it makes people a little uncomfortable. But like we face the same kind of discrimination that you run into a boss or a supervisor who's not familiar with you and your needs. And instead of accommodating you, right, like you could face retaliation. People lose their jobs over this. They lose their jobs just because they go to church on Saturday. And I know all sorts of people who've lost their jobs just because their supervisor didn't like that they were gay. And, you know, it doesn't happen every day. doesn't happen to every person. Most employers are great. That's probably the experience of most of your listeners. But I bet that also most of your listeners know there's been that one time or their friend has had that one encounter or their family member. And that's what I'm asking people to tap into is first the empathy to recognize that that's wrong, and then secondly, to have a strategy. And I think our detractors on the right don't have a strategy or a plan on how to get these protections passed that I'm talking about, protections that they would say are very important, but they don't have a plan to do it, and they certainly don't have an outreach plan to talk
0: to the left or to Democrats who right now have total majority in Washington, D.C. So i got to pick up on part of what you were saying a minute ago, you know, this is not an us and them. And for starters, you embody that in who you are yeah. because you're both a Christian and a gay man. And you want both your rights protected in terms of your religion and your sexual orientation. Yeah. And
1: and, and it just makes sense. You never know when your views is going to be unpopular. Right. <laughs> you never know. Um, right. You know, things change. And the point of the First Amendment and, you know, the reason why it is the First Amendment is that our founding fathers wanted to enshrine this first principle that's been part of our country since the beginning, that we are a place for people of every religion. And that happened at a time, right, when they left Europe, they were leaving wars over religion, right? Like, they were founding different colonies under different kinds of religious principles and values. You had Catholics going to Maryland, right? You had the pilgrims going to Massachusetts. Um They know what it meant to have serious disagreements over religion, and they lived with it, and they celebrated those differences. They wrote a constitution and a Bill of Rights protecting that, and that's the legacy that I want us to be able to tap into, because our disagreements aren't any different than they've been for centuries, and I think we have to reflect on that and actually root ourselves in that American tradition. So that means for me, like, yeah, I'm a gay Christian. I have an affirming... Theological view, obviously, Um, what I think is important, too, about fairness for all is that you don't have to have a certain view of marriage or sexuality to support fairness for all the same way, Alan, that we don't have to believe in the Quran to protect a Muslim person's civil rights and their freedom of religion. Right. Like it doesn't make us Jewish that we want to protect our Jewish friends, right. our brothers and sisters who are under attack in our country right now. Like that does not make us less Christian because we support their religious freedom. If anything, I actually I think it makes us more Christian. I think we're called by Christ to protect those freedoms of other people. I truly believe that.
0: So the very basic principle of interfaith work on religious freedom, as I've often said, is the recognition that our differences are important. That they're vital. So, the doctrinal differences that say Roman Catholics have from me as a Seventh day Adventist, well, yeah, I'll go to bat for things that they believe that I don't believe that um, are vital to them. And I may think they're completely idiotic, you know, or, you know, but the fact is, as I've been doing this interfaith work for so many years, what I find is we have far more in common with one another. Whether, regardless of whether we identify by a different religion, or even, as you said, you know, in terms of the LGBT community and the faith community, as a religious minority, I have to get this in as quickly as I can, Tyler. Um, I was trading stories with a colleague who's become a close friend, and she was telling me her coming out story as, as a lesbian young person in her college years and the ostracism that she suffered from her family. And as she's telling me this story, I'm immediately connecting because I was raised in a Jewish family. And when I became a Christian, I went through the same experience. And that was a very bonding experience for the two of us. Yeah. And we've become fast friends ever since. We realized that, you know, it's a shared experience. It may be, you know, unique different in a way but we both know what it feels like to be rejected even within our own families because of who we are and our values and beliefs and i think the genius of america if we can grasp this is really what it means to be one nation under god is that we're all created in god's image and we're all precious and valuable in his sight and you know with all of our differences with all of our flaws you know we're still all beloved and we need to have the respect for all of God's preachers. Yeah. So I stop preaching now. No, I love that. Very appreciative of the work that you're doing in helping to lead the Fairness for All coalition. And, and I certainly hope that you make some headway. Before we close, I just want to have you speak briefly. You mentioned before the show that you thought Fairness for All would be a tremendous boost to free speech. Yes. And I want to have you speak to that.
1: Well, like I was talking about, we have these protections built in for religious employees for the very first time. Those protections are also incorporated to protect freedom of speech and freedom of expression in the workplace. So all of this you know, the big news stories that you've seen where people have been fired because they made a political donation or they went to a, you know, a conservative political event or maybe they've gone to like a pro-life parade or a pro-life event. We set up in the bill that you'll be protected from retaliation in the workplace. And the same thing, you know, goes for gay people too, right? Like you can go to a pride parade and not face discrimination. The same should be true across the board for all the same kinds of political speech and expression. And there aren't laws like this right now. And I think that that's something that's very important as you see some of this canceled culture on the rise, that it's actually needed. And it helps me as I talk to my gay friends, you, know, you would not want someone to lose their job over this. Like you wouldn't want to lose your job. You don't want somebody else losing your job. We've got to lower the stakes in our society. We've got to lower the conflict. Every disagreement does not have to become a federal case. And I know you don't want to hear that, Alan, as a lawyer, but that I do feel like that's the point that we've gotten to is that we've got to find some reconciliation in our society. So there's a lot in the Fairness for All Act for your listeners to like, for them to be, I think, protected by it as well, that there are major provisions here that advance their interests and i would just ask them to call their representatives and call their senators it doesn't matter where they are and it doesn't matter if they're represented by a republican
0: or a democrat they should make those calls and let their representatives know well we will revisit this issue again and i hope to have you back as the bill progresses we're out of time our guest today tyler keepin is co-chair of the fairness for all coalition thanks for being with us on freedom's ring tyler thank you This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Ryan. Until next week, let freedom ring.